0: Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs, from the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between, and from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. So, before we really, I really get into asking you a bunch of questions, Um, my first question is, would you mind being on a podcast?
1: Uh... You know what? Uh I don't think so, but uh I I don't uh well I'm not sure what I might have to give, but
0: Literally this is all it is, like just sitting here talking. Yeah. And I'm figure I'm gonna ask you a bunch of questions because anyway, 'cause I'm just genuinely curious about your dogs, how they hunt, and all that jazz. Um so I just figured sure. Sure. if you were cool with it, we'd record it. If it's good, possibly use it. If not, no big deal.
1: Yeah well yeah that's uh that's okay i wouldn't say say any, anything different either way so
0: <laughs> just tell me a little bit about yourself how long you been hunting
1: well uh man you know uh my uh, my dad had hounds and uh you know i was kind of born into that but uh you know uh i uh, I suppose, you know, I hate to even admit this, but, you, you know, well, one thing, I I, uh, I and my brother kind of cut our teeth hunting bear in my dad's bee yards. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and we were in our teens anyway. Okay. So that would make it, you know, at least 50 years ago anyway.
0: Now, are you from... Nevada, California, out that way.
1: You, you know, I yeah, I was born in California, and uh, I, I was actually raised uh, in Oregon. Okay. And, uh, uh but uh, I- anyway, you know, and and I came to Nevada, and uh, the early seventies anyway, and, and, uh, went to work as a sub guide for, uh, 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 Ray Rawls who, who used to work for the outfit. Uh, they had five full-time lion hunters, uh, wow. in, in Nevada prior to that anyway. And, uh, and he was one of them and Wiley Carroll was one of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, anyway, uh, I, I was friends with uh, Wiley from my youth as well. So anyway, uh, any, I went to work uh, guiding for Ray and, uh
0: Hey, everyone. Just wanted to take a moment to let you know at this point in the recording, I had a technical glitch. It caused me to lose about a minute of what Daryl was saying. We hop back after you just explained transitioning out of guiding, attempting to work for the state of California as a line hunter. <laughs>
1: Hire some lion hunters in California after the you know they put the moratorium on them and uh, mm. uh so see mathis who really uh, not i learned uh, maybe more from him than anybody, but he anyway he he got me a, a position in california uh trapping and and uh, uh for for coyotes and uh he you know it was gonna work into that but uh they they didn't get the funding they were hoping and you know that that position never uh turned up well it did but you know 20 years after the fact so
0: okay wow you've known like all the the big time you know the old school lion hunters that are you know well known um you know, I've I have both Steve Mathis' Brave Book and then I have uh Wiley Carroll's book, uh I forget what it like American hunt, Lion Hunting. Hunt
1: hunt Hunting hunt American Lion. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I've started both, I've not finished either. Um <laughs> life with yeah. two little kids right now.
1: Well yeah uh, and in uh they were both great lion hunters and and good men that uh you know shared their knowledge and uh and uh they you know they they spent their whole life uh, Wiley particularly <clears throat> steve <clears throat> really was an excellent writer and uh uh you know he he he, he talked a lot about his his dogs and and stuff like that Wiley, you know never one thing he never wrote much about his own personal experiences his his book is made up uh, you know and he he was uh, absolute uh most uh inquisitive and student of of hunting and trapping and and uh anything to do with uh uh, animal damage control and fur trapping and he he would uh when he was young he would trap uh fur and sell the fur uh you know his income and then then he would just uh pack his suitcase and a few dogs and he would he would go stay with you know all the foremost lion hunters and uh, in the west and uh hunt with them pick their brain do all of that you know and uh, that sounds awesome i uh, would love to do that yeah yeah and uh you know he's he's he collected information that would have been lost mm-hmm. forever you know without that and uh yeah and he you know he 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 worked when he, when he got out of the service he worked uh for dale lee uh you know in in mexico and and uh he he's hunted all over the state mm-hmm. or all over the west and and plus he he corresponded ponderously uh with with everybody that uh, he might not have went and, and spent time with them but mm-hmm. uh he he uh collected a lot a lot of uh of uh, information from them and their their ideas and stuff uh anyway uh there's just nobody that knew more about lions than than wiley uh but he, you know he just he, you know he 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 scattered it out and went off to so many different rabbit trails and <laughs> stuff it it's really hard to to get it all together and yeah, and like I say, the big shame is he just didn't write that much about his own experiences. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, that would—I'm sure that would have been very entertaining and informational. Just living a life like that. Yeah. So, now you said you got started with your dad's hounds. What kind of hounds did you guys have back then?
1: Well, you know, he had he had uh, black and tans and and red bones and saddlebacks. You know. Mm-hmm. Or, uh mostly anyway and uh that, that's that's what he he started out with i well i and i like steve's dogs they they weren't actually red bones they were just red red mm-hmm. colored hounds but uh
0: gotcha yeah now when you got started hunting on your own is that what you hunted or had you already got something else
1: you, you know uh I, I kind of started out with that and then uh uh I I drifted into well just uh, uh in Oregon especially on the east side they they breed uh, the these uh great bobcat dogs and mm-hmm. uh, you know they you know they they catch a hundred cats a year some of those guys uh, and, uh Francis Baker and a few of them and, and uh they Anyway, they are, are in especially in brush country, but they're just really, really uh, good bobcat dogs, and and I I crossed some of them with Steve's dogs, and or some guys crossed them in, and, mm-hmm. and uh, but anyway, and Steve's dogs were were somewhat like that, but but anyhow, uh, you know I. I hunted that kind of a dog and Steve's dog, uh, well, Steve's dog mainly, but, uh, I, I crossed in, or I got dogs when they crossed into mine. So, uh, and, and I had those dogs, uh, up until, uh, I came back to Nevada and, uh, you know, I had a, uh, a dog out of Dale Lee's last dog that, uh, Richard Holcomb, uh, <clears throat> Dale's last male dog. Anyway, they bred it to Richard Holcomb's dog who were, you know, su- Southwest lion dogs, you mm-hmm. know, going back to, you know, all those guys, uh, particularly in New Mexico. And, uh, <clears throat> I, for a while in Oregon, I really kind of went out of the the hound hunting business uh I, I worked for wildlife services then well it was animal damage control then. but anyway mm-hmm. uh uh i they wanted me to be a troubleshooter on problems and and uh, uh i had to travel all over doing work on that mostly coyote work and then they were trying to get a fixed wing program going there with the super cubs and uh because helicopters is what they'd been doing and and they just had e- each trapping district you know he did the gunning for them on mm-hmm. helicopters but uh airplane gunning is uh, a lot more difficult and and so. uh you know it anyway uh so so i i helped them get that program started with you know the same pilot same gunner for everywhere in every case so
0: have you uh basically done ahead. animal damage control like your entire career
1: yeah except you know that that period of time uh uh that i i guided was ray mm-hmm. rolls gotcha. i actually i actually was a logger in eastern oregon uh, and you know just pleasure hunted uh you know, since I, I suppose I was, uh, 18, 17, 18. Uh, and, you know, I always had dogs and, uh, I got, I got a uh, pair from Steve and, and kind of line bred them till, well, till I, I went back to California and well mm-hmm. went back to Nevada. I mean,
0: okay. Well, I know the one big reason I contacted you was you've, uh, had a line of Camaros for a long time. What made you switch to them?
1: Well, you know, uh, I, I guess kind of like everybody, uh, my very early thoughts was that a Cur a was a mongrel, you know, uh, just another term for them and a, a mixture of several different breeds and. Uh, uh, And close up. I mean, even hounds are, Mm -hmm. you know, have a a little different lineage. But anyway, these dogs have uh, been bred a long time for. uh, Well, originally in 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 Tennessee and in the southeast, uh, in in a lot of the country, uh, particularly uh, pioneer families and, uh, stuff like that in Appalachia, they, they, uh, you know, couldn't afford a, a pack of hounds, you know, to hunt with and, and, uh, you know, they had to feed their families and, and, uh, they, they ran their livestock out. So they, they needed a dog that, you know, they could do everything with. And, uh, and uh, include and catch his own feed and and food for them and uh you know fur and and food so uh they you know they the these families in these areas uh would uh come up with a dog no matter you know whether it was part this and part that mm-hmm. but but uh they they would one one neighbor would have a really really good dog, and and they'd take their really good dog, and they breed them, and and people would take pups, and whichever one turned out the best, and there you know that's that's how they, they just bred them back and forth with the, you know in in those areas, and and uh, they they ended up with a dog that uh, you know could was smart and, uh, handleable, but, uh, also gamey, you know, mm-hmm. and these dogs by and large were more silent than open, you know, yep. for, for, you know, fur dogs, uh, game dogs anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, you know, this kind of went on, uh, you know, of course, definitely through the depression, but then after world war two, people started getting, uh, Uh, off the farm and jobs and uh you know they they had more money and leisure time but uh you know a lot a lot of coon hunters you know it was a community thing to get uh, together and and uh, uh hunt together and you know swap dogs back and forth but 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 they were hounds you know at that time and they mm-hmm. had money and and uh time so uh anyway but the, the guys with curs, they they didn't want them along for one thing they they were silent and they'd catch whatever before <laughs> yep. the, the hounds got going and uh and so they, they started uh fading out you know people wanted to be part of the Uh, group for one thing and and uh anyway a few individuals went through the the, those mountain countries and and uh uh, started buying or picking up these dogs and and kind of saving uh the breed you know and by that time they they you know they all kind of looked alike and acted alike uh you, you know uh when you when you just cross dogs, even, even though they're the same, you know, like walkers, there's some of them that are genetically just a whole lot different than, than others, you know, on mm-hmm. the outside, they might look the same, but, but they're uh, came up through different groups and ways. And so anyway, uh, you know, but when you, when you cross a hound with a shepherd, uh, which most people kind of think that's what a cur is, you know. And,
0: I've seen and some hound border collie crosses and they look very, very similar to a lot of other curves.
1: Right. And, and, uh, you know, the trouble is, and people do that. In uh, fact, there's a, a whole lot of corrective breeding going on where, anyway, they think, well, you know, I'll cross these two and, and and I'll get a dog that can cold trail like a hound and, and do all the good things I like about a hound and do all the good things I like about a shepherd and uh, have a great universal dog. And the trouble of it is it's like breeding a big and small dog together instead of getting a litter of medium sized dogs you get big ones and little ones yep yeah uh, doesn't
0: always but, split right down the middle
1: yeah but in time you can you can select and and eventually end up with uh, at least close to what you know what you've done uh, or what you want mm-hmm. but you know by and large it takes years and it's hard for one guy especially to oh, yeah. do it you know yeah, so like
2: you
0: and, said it, that guys that came back and they kind of found the original mountain Cur breeder association they definitely saved the mountain curves
2: yeah you know yeah, they did.
0: like you said they would have gone to the wayside just because most people like you said moved off farms and they didn't need that all-purpose dog anymore so
1: yeah they were they were looking for a pleasure dog uh, and uh, and that in and you know i mean hounds can get the job done uh when it you know when when it comes to catching game it, it's just uh that wasn't this was the efficient way mm-hmm. and uh with curves and 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 myself too at, at first uh i i i equated cold trailing with uh round heads and low slung ears and and a lot of ear and mm-hmm. uh uh in in the southwest uh from you know forever uh
2: the
1: the the lion dogs that you know they were kind of like the curs in a way but those dogs uh uh were uh these guys bred them together and and they produced what you'd call a southwest lion dog and they yeah they were really good at that and they were really cold nosed uh uh but anyway getting back the ears in the head uh you know i i i don't believe now that uh yeah it has anything to do with the outward characteristics in fact i think all dogs have the ability to scent the same and uh but it's not in their nose and uh it's in their brain and uh some some dogs just uh don't don't have that desire to Uh cold trail and uh uh and and some do too, and to an extreme, you know. And they they crossed with bloodhounds into them, and and uh, you know they you you go out hunting and dogs strike an old track, and they open and they go a ways, and then then they just make a lose and can never pick it up. And you think, oh man, if they were just a little colder nosed, I might have caught that. Or you know, in the in the same regard, sometimes they they do you know uh, a dog will open on a on an old track and kind of work and get it going a little bit, and then other dogs join him, and you end up catching. You think, well, you know, the that one's the one that, to have. But it, you know, I just found that uh, uh, if if you overbreed for just the, the desire to open on an old track you end up with dogs that uh well here's where that might offend people but a, a dog that would rather trail than tree mm-hmm. or catch something and uh you know they're 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 really really bad they 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 don't care whether they trail forwards or backwards and uh that that's kind of a problem with uh dogs especially when you're in country uh lying country where uh it, you know trailing conditions are are uh or for you to, where you can see tracks uh yeah. it's difficult and and a lot of times uh half the battle isn't uh, between whether you've got one that'll open on a bad track as opposed to one that'll go the wrong right way. And, uh, you know, a lot of times dogs that are just bred so much for nose, uh, it, you know, it's 50-50, uh, and, and, and they don't care that much, uh, which way they go. And, and they, they get to a point where, you know, they'd rather trail the tree, you know, and they will trail, tree a lion and then turn around and trail it back. Now, and uh, where you haven't a lot of problems with that. You, you know what? I, yeah. You know what? I, I I didn't so much because, uh, Steve's dogs, uh, they're, they're a lot more cur-like than hounds and, uh, they're high-eared. They look, look the same, but, uh, and they're, they're the ones that kind of convinced me that, that it isn't, uh, those bloodhound characteristics and the okay. dog that, that, uh, make them good cold trailers and, and his were smart and, and extremely gamey. And, uh, uh, he kind of shifted me a, a little bit towards that kind of a dog, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so anyway, that's getting to be a long story, but
2: I, <laughs> that's all right.
1: I, uh, I, I had heard about these curs, uh, you know, through full cry and, mm-hmm. and over the years, you know, and there, there was even one before, you know, uh, like guys, uh, Bear trappers like DeMoss and stuff, you know, could got their dogs rigging on those uh, bears in, in traps, you know, off the road and stuff. But this guy was uh, crippled, and and he had a cur dog, and he'd roll, put him in the back seat, roll a window down, drive around. That dog would strike a track. He'd open the door, let him out. And he'd go tree a coon. and uh, for a while, and then this guy'd call him back. Back in the truck, they'd go.
0: That's awesome. And,
1: uh, I thought, holy, you know, well, and I thought that's a, a freak anomaly and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, a little bit it was, but, uh, you know, th- there was still lots of people there that hunted them, you know, and, uh, y- you know, they would go catch them, <coughs> mess of squirrels before they, uh, You know, but there's a lot of guys that still use them on bear and boar, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and anyway, uh, one of the trappers who worked for me, uh, Woody Webb, he, he, he acquired one and, uh, uh, you know, it was a. uh, you know pretty much a typical cur dog but he he uh, and he was a hound guy too originally but he kind of shifted away he had a, a strain of dogs and that's that's what guys used to do for coyote work uh trap line work is uh in in every state there was two or three guys that were were crossing uh hounds and shepherds and airedales and yeah. and different dogs like that that they could use on the trap line and handle around livestock and uh you know th- things like like that kind of work and uh and and most of them didn't have districts with a lot of lion hunting or that there was uh like nevada there was uh Lion uh specialists that just did lion work so okay. any anyway he you know he, he had this pretty good strain of dogs that you know you could uh trail up drags with and and uh you know uh catch and kill cripples and uh uh you know and especially under the plane you start doing that a lot with a helicopter if one is wounded and crawls in the brush or just crawls in the brush and hides. you know you can you can get them out but with the plane you know you can they they just won't come out you just can't find them and and uh, they won't run and if they don't run you can't shoot them so Mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, they started and and I got a few dogs for him from him for that Uh, but Anyway, and, and that's about all I did with him was work him under the plane, but gotcha. anyhow, he, he had one and I really liked it. And then I came to Nevada and, uh, I, I did get that dog from, from, uh, Rich Holcomb and, uh, uh, and, and I used them, uh, you know, on a few lion complaints, but, uh, you know, he he wasn't definitely wasn't a multi-purpose dog, and and uh, you know, hounds. You you majority, me can't work on coyotes, and particularly here where there's a uh, thousand to one. You know, uh, you you know, and and it's hard to break them off of coyotes uh, if in in the first place, and it's hard to really catch them. You know they get away with a lot of them before you realize what yeah. they're doing. Anyway, it's it's a nightmare for a for a lion hunter with hounds to have them start running coyotes. So anyway, I I had him and and uh, you know I thought well you know that dog that woody had you know was kind of the ticket for coyote work and uh i i had a hound and i thought i'd get a few more as time went on and i was supervising then i came here as a district supervisor and and uh you know i i was i did some lion work but i because uh, we only had a part-time lion hunter here okay anyway uh i i uh uh it needed you know more more uh power for uh lions but i also uh worked under the plane i supervised it as well and uh and i got out of the plane quit gunning uh because that's a full-time job too and so anyway i'd work under the plane locating coyotes and and uh running them out or or catching the cripples under the plane so uh, Delisle Rowley, that uh, uh, been in ADC for years, he, his son mustered out a service in Virginia. <laughs> I don't know if you want a whole book or not. but
2: <laughs> No, I'm it, enjoying this. Anyway,
1: I, I had a chance. He, uh, his son was going to pick up uh, two or three, one for me, and two of his brothers, one, his son and his brother, worked for me. So... I had him get each of us one and, uh, uh, c- cause he was going there and coming through here. So mm. anyway, he, he dropped, uh, dropped me off, but you know, that, that thing was just barely weaned. Now, but
0: did they come straight from Robert Kemmer or somebody else?
1: You know what? This came from a, a guy in Virginia actuality and, and, uh, the mail wasn't, uh, uh, it, it was Robert well it was more old stock uh well roberts were too but a different line and but the mother the mother was uh one of robert's uh blondie dogs and uh uh, i i got this dog and and uh you know when he got big enough i i uh you know started hunting him and uh uh and, and I would take him and when we'd go with Richard Holcomb and, I mean, I worked him on coyotes. I used them to decoy, bring coyotes back. Mm-hmm. And, and for, uh, for stopping damage with coyotes, it, it's always those dominant pairs that are, that are killing the sheep. And, uh, you know, you can trap a lot of coyotes and, and they're also the hardest to trap. Yeah. And, uh and beings are older there are a lot of them are call wise and all of that so anyway they're they're getting harder and harder with traditional tools but if you go around a band of sheep uh, well that's another thing these are all these sheep here never are on home ranch uh, yeah uh, they might might go to one to to ship but uh, they shear them on the range and all of that and anyhow uh they're moving all the time and and it's a uh trapping is difficult but and you can catch a lot but if you don't get that pair you you know you, you don't stop the killing and and so you can go around a band of sheep that's having damage and howl and a coyote if they challenge bark you and back at you uh you know 99% 99% of the time that's your problem right there and okay and uh uh so uh they they don't they don't tolerate uh another coyote or uh any canine in in their territory and uh that's that's why that's one reason you know they're the ones mm-hmm. and uh so anyway if you if you howl and challenge barkham uh, And these dogs, these curs, more than any breed, you know, those shepherd-hound crosses, Airedale crosses and stuff I was telling you about, you know, you you might go through two litters of them before you get one that's really good at that and that uh, will learn it fast. Uh, Anyway, uh, your dogs go to them and, and let them chase them back. Mm-hmm. And uh, you kill them, you, you can go with some other problem, you know. You just load up and yep. and uh, go somewhere else because uh, you got the right one. But anyway, uh, you, how long Shepherd, have
0: you? How long have you been decoying coyotes?
1: Oh, uh, you know, at least uh forty years.
0: Okay, I didn't. I guess I didn't realize that the practice had been around that long. Because I, I know. I guess, I mean, obviously the internet makes everything more accessible. Um, Because I remember when I kind of first started getting curves, like it wasn't as known. And then all of a sudden it kind of seemed to gain some popularity and I guess just be more talked about, be more known about um, on the internet, you know? So that's why I, I mean, that's been 15, 20 years ago, but.
1: Yeah. Video cameras. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And it, it got popular. Back then, you know, and and uh, you know, some some guys that worked for ADC, you know, would uh, teach uh, trapping in this as part of a, you know, a, a kind of a mini school for for people that wanted to get into this business, and and they they've been doing it in, in this agency, particularly in, in Utah, and that's where the rallies were from, and 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 steve got me my first job with the outfit but it was uh delio rowley was my supervisor and uh you know who's well even older than me by by far but anyway hit and his dad did it and uh th- there was a guy named milt mccleary in in utah and mccleary he uh <clears throat> He's kind of the first guy. He, he's credited with starting uh, that uh, okay. r- as a technique. He he was a famous caller. He's one of the first that uh, used more. You, you know he used calls instead of traps, mm-hmm. and uh, he he you know he he took big numbers with a call. But that that was you know in the in the late forties and and uh even a little before that and and uh uh you know before it got popular and everybody started calling uh coyotes you know mm. now uh if a coyote catches a rabbit and it squeals he drops it and runs uh,
2: yep no, i know <laughs> it's, it's how, getting popular how around me
1: yeah, yeah smart they are but in anyway uh i i didn't uh uh invented and uh the uh kinda his family and that McCleary and a lot of those guys in utah Todd did it. But the first time I i actually saw it was in Oregon when I when I first started with the a guy named Mark Cooper, uh was a trapper in Klamath County and uh, you know, he was a really good dog man and uh, you know, a hound hunter and uh you know, he spent his whole life uh, uh, with dogs. He was from North Carolina, I think, but he'd been in the West most all of his adult life, and and worked for our outfit. and And uh, he he's the one, especially that uh, that got me to realize uh, that you could stop killing uh, with that method. Mm-hmm. And 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 he actually had a hound. He. Uh, that's all he had was hounds, but uh, he didn't use his lion and bobcat dogs on, you know, the decoy with. but he had a hound that was, got lost when it was a pup and got ate up, you know, chewed up by coyotes and uh, kind of whipped out of them, like, off of them like a barrel do dogs. And and this dog, she would, you know, she would go to howling coyote and, and, Uh, let her let them chase her back and uh uh you know you could shoot them and uh you know so anyway i I saw him do that a couple times and then i i i really didn't get any dogs because i same way i thought well that that's a real uh, anomaly she won't chase them but she'll bring them back Uh she won't you know that's a problem with with decoying with hounds even if you're not gonna uh use them on lions they they'll that's all they'll do is just run coyotes all over the country and you'll be spending more money on gas hunting for (laughs) them and wait waiting for them to come back but anyway i kind of thought that was an anomaly at the time and then it was the rallies and those people i i, I kind of saw but they 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 all use shepherds and and uh mainly like that uh because they're smart they they learn this quick they learn yeah. what'll happen when they bring the coyote back you shoot it and uh, uh then they get to go over and wool it and, and everybody's happy but they uh, you know a couple of times like that and especially if the coyotes get on them mm-hmm. they think you know heck why go out there the coyote's going to get killed here i'll just <laughs> stay right here so anyway they they uh won't lure the coyote back to you and uh, uh cuz they just don't don't want to get risk getting ate up but mm-hmm. anyway i got these co- curves for that because I okay. I was the same way. I no way could they smell as good as this southwestern lion dog I'm packing around and and uh anyway and hunting with you know one of the best lion hunters in the southwest with with some of the best dogs and uh, in, any anyhow I I got this dog and and he he did really well and and for some reason this these dogs more than any i've found and i don't know whether it's because you know you you turn them uh, young dogs in into hounds that are trailing or dogs that are trailing and they go and and uh and hit the track you know and they trail with them and and uh you know whether you know the the dogs that make the best dogs are ones that go to those other dogs trailing or whatever but but they have more of a natural instinct than than any dog i've ever seen you know like 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 those those guys that are breeding the best mixtures of dogs uh you know one or two will make it out of every litter and and these dogs uh you know i've had four or five six of them at a time that would would go to hell and coyotes bring them back to you and you'd shoot them i chase down uh hundreds of coyotes literally a year have these dogs they chase them down and kill them and uh uh and then i i get horseback go up on the mountain and they're looking for lions and they they won't trail a coyote that that isn't is a is blood trail okay and uh you know which is another thing that was amazing to me and so anyway uh, you know this dog would uh uh take tracks away from the, those other dogs uh, old tracks even and and plus they're smart and they get to know where lions travel and they drift ahead and they don't you know, lions are getting spoiled here because we, we have snow all winter and okay. you know, snow hunters. And and most of them are miners with a lot of money that they don't kill them, which is fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they tree them, shake them out, or just tree them and, and let them go. And they get real dog-soured. And then when you got to come in the middle of August and try and <laughs> catch them, you just can't do it with a dog uh, very easily that that'll go back and forth on the track and go and make a lose come back to where he lost it and, and a lot of times and 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 they get up and start trotting away when they hear hear a dog anywhere and and by the time they get up to the jump you know the lion's through big ledges and gone and uh, so it, anyway, it's getting tougher to catch these kinds of lions with those kinds of dogs. And, uh, gotcha. and, and they're still, you know, I still have a heart for, you know, hounds, but, uh, now you... It, it's, you know, just not, uh, so anyway, I, I, I got rid of my hounds. I did. I thought, well, I don't need two packs of dogs. And, mm-hmm. and uh, are so,
0: your, uh, silent or are they open?
1: You know, I, uh, mine are full open ball mouths. Uh, you know, they, they just sound like one, of one of my black and tans, uh, down in the Canyon. Uh, you can't, yeah. you know, yeah.
2: Dude.
0: Like yeah,
1: yeah. your first dog's no, my, open or. You know, that the one I was telling you the first one I got, he, he was open, but, uh, he just had a a kind of a shepherdy yip yap, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 but co- lion hunting, you know, you you don't lose them much, and and uh, you know you you uh, uh, you're with them a lot of the time, so it it wasn't an inconvenience, you know, and and I you know I wasn't surprised. Well, one thing I'm surprised he opened a lot, but uh he he was full open but it wasn't very but you know then then i got striker uh through robert and uh, and he had he had a ball mouth like you know like a blue tick in the in one of them tennessee hollows you know uh, he had a big ball mouth but he you know he still trail like a curve and uh and uh he he was just he was the best lion dog and the coldest nose, if you want to call it that, of any dog of any breed. Okay. Uh I've ever hunted with. No. Uh no, that's the know, dog and, you've kind of lime bred on, yeah, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> you know, uh yeah, anyway, uh uh and and He's one I could, you know, I started him on coyotes and all of that, but, uh, uh, he was just a, anyway, really, really good lion dog, and, and, uh, you know, as far as just catching lions, uh, you know, month after month in these harsh conditions, uh, uh, I, you know, Steve's dogs were really really good game catching dogs but even they weren't this versatile and uh you know they are hard to break and stuff like that you know and I, another thing that's a big advantage uh, with them is, you know you you can break them off livestock uh, and deer and one thing they they don't have much interest in uh catching stuff if it won't fight back or tree you know uh so they they deer break fairly easy they're not they're not you know what you'd hope uh uh as far as it goes uh, you know one that's easy to break they're 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 hard to break but they don't take some of the uh correction that that a hound will they'll yeah uh, they they just don't like that, but well, I, actually, I didn't know you had cur dogs. so none of this is news to you. But.
0: No, I mean, but that's why, like I said, I come in looking for some big game curs, and there's not a lot out this way, so that's why I remember prior to Facebook, you know your name kind of popped up a couple times on the old forums as far as one of the few people that had big game curs, and so that's why I was came to you because said most curs this way are squirrel dogs nowadays and getting smaller.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and and uh that's the thing. Uh you know, squirrel hunting's getting more popular mm-hmm. in the east, you know, than uh than even coon hunting is and and people you know, people are buying up those farms and subdividing them and mm-hmm. they don't want a, a dog trailing across their property, you know, and and so even guys that do like the coon hunt still, uh, you know, they, they don't they don't want a dog cold trailing across the highway or a, yep. two or three different plots of ground, you know. Uh, that, so.
0: That's exactly why I got into cur dogs because I live in a, an area that's very subdivided. Um, most of the properties aren't very big. So I hunt dogs that are, hunt, you know, relatively close. And if they do get out of pocket, they all handle. So I can get them yeah. back pretty quickly and easily. Um, that's pretty much why I went started hunting cur dogs and, uh, and that's one of the big reasons I like them but now that I'm doing a little bit of bear hunting I look for something I can yeah. do can do both <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: like you said yeah. that versatility
1: yeah and they they are aggressive on bear I I really don't hunt them all I do is lion hunt and mm-hmm. uh, now you know I'm retired but uh, all I really like to do is, is dry ground lion hunt. And, okay. Uh, uh, you know, any, anyway, uh, that's, that's my passion and life and, uh, this late date mm-hmm. in my life. But anyhow, uh, they just, you know, I've just had good luck with them. That's all I can say. And, uh, uh, you know, that's kind of, and, and I, i never really the only time i i bred them was uh when when i needed a, you know a young dog or replacement to tracks and and i sold them to most guys in the outfit and and uh they just used them and when they they were old they'd come and and get another one for me or yeah or try to anyway and so i didn't I didn't breed a lot of them, but one of the few smart things I did in my life was, uh, have a uh, striker semen drawn. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's been dead for 20 years, but I got a litter of pups out of him right now. Awesome. Yeah. Now,
0: what's it going to take for me to buy one of those?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what this, th- that, uh, with this litter, uh, I- I've actually only went back to him twice because I had his sons and okay, yeah. and uh, they, they were good lion dogs and, uh, his daughters and, and, uh, and, uh, but about 10 years ago, I, I, I bred to him and, uh, I got, uh, uh, five pups, all females for some reason. And, uh uh three of them got laid on and died the first night and uh so anyway i just had two and and then i i've used them on and off and uh Mm. then then uh you know about this time last year uh well, one thing, his semen was in Oklahoma City, uh at once once frozen and it was really difficult with the vergestiny tests and all yep. of that and, and I was working uh and trying to get him there quick enough and uh so anyway, uh I got a hold of a place in, in Las Vegas, which is you know, still uh you know, seven, eight hours away, but uh mm. The, they, I have a house down there, and uh, it's supposed to be my winter home. You know, <laughs> so uh, I can, could, I can lion hunt uh, uh, on bare ground. But, uh, well, anyway, I'm a wrestling coach, and uh, okay, uh, you know that that's in the winter when i'm supposed to be down there and i can't seem to wean myself away from that but (laughs) i think i I will in the next year or two but anyhow that's kind of a sideline but anyway i've got it down there and i can go down there and stay at at that house through a whole heat cycle if i need to and and and, uh so it's handy now and uh, i think for long i'll do it again but anyway this time the female you know i did that i let him i kept thinking well next season i'll take him down or take him to oklahoma city and uh i i did that for three years or so anyway the female was, was getting pretty old and uh and so uh uh anyway i, I waited too late probably to breed her but uh uh she only had three pups, okay. but they all sur- all survived, and I thought, in, you know, she didn't look very much bred anyway, and <laughs> and par- part of it, I, I do this every time. I, I'll, I'll look at them and say, man, she looks like she's getting a little big down here and lying <laughs> across her belly, and yeah, she looked, and then... Uh, I just go weeks and weeks and no change. And I thought, oh, hell, she's probably not bred. She didn't look bred. And then in, in two two weeks or whatever, uh, 20 days, they, they go from that to being big, you know. Yep. And I thought, and but she never really got all that big. But in, anyhow, so uh, I... She had one and uh, it was a female, a big nice one too, and uh, uh I thought, oh man, well, no matter what, you know, I I I got something to breed to. And yeah. then uh, uh she had another female and I thought, oh boy, that's really what I really, really had to have was two in case something happened to one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so anyway, I went to bed and when I got up, she had another male down there nice. and I thought, you know, and I, I really wanted a male and, mm-hmm. and for me, you know, I, uh, my, my brother, uh, likes females and, uh, and I mean, I like them too, uh, of course, but in, in this, and under brutal conditions and, uh, uh you know males maybe because they're not so as smart you know uh you know they just will you know they're kind of like a stallion horse you know they just want to see what's over the hill and they want to you know that anyway they just uh can can get you through when nothing nothing else is working you know uh and uh you know so so anyway that that's why i like males and and i was of course open to get one but uh that anyway that that made my day but in, in retro in, or back to your comment you know i just gotta guard those with my life I
0: hope i understand
1: you know if i'd had a five or six and you know there's lots of people mad at me <laughs> over that i wouldn't say mad at me but yeah. a few but i i just you know my my brother though he you know he well it's really my nephew garrett and, and he borrowed the, those two females that uh out of striker and and he he bred r- raised and sold a, a, a lot of pups out of them too and uh he, anyway uh before i got them back mm. and uh they're the parents of these pups you okay. know uh, that striker too you know he's he's uh my dog and anyway i i i uh, uh i bred his sister and she's a really good lion dog so nice in, in anyhow, uh, Uh, She could put me on the list for the next one, then. uh, (laughs) Other, well, well, yeah, and other people, uh, you know, got dogs from him, and and uh, uh, but and uh, you know, guys that been waiting on me. I mean, there's a lot that just give up as far (laughs) as that goes, but yeah, but uh, some of them and some of them, I, I legitimately. Like to get them in the hands of, of of those guys, you know. I mean, I I I always have been and can be uh, real particular. Anyway, you know, Garrett he does raise and sell some of them, but okay, that that's where like uh, the guy in Florida and and uh, some of those hog hunters there.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, now, are all your dogs yellow, or do you have any black or brindle?
1: I, uh, uh, you know, Stryker was yellow, and if you breed two yellows together, uh, you'll only get yellow ones. But uh, they, they all have the brindle gene, and uh, I've always had that. The first one was that uh, the dog I, you know, got my first one was he was brindle. Okay, uh, and. Uh, but I, I really didn't breed him that much because he was he was a good dog but uh uh he he had some faults you know he was a uh, uh anyway it, it just things like you know you could go on a tough really tough tough hunt and come back in dragging, tired you know uh, caught a lion or didn't and once you got within half a mile of the truck, he, you had to watch him like a hawk because he <laughs> knew we were going back, and he'd take off. And, and, uh, he didn't like to quit. And, yeah, and, uh, you know, it was just a uh, pain in the neck. But, you know, I mean, it was a good quality. He didn't want to quit, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I think he could have made an exception in my case when we got within a hundred yards of the truck but i just had i just had to watch him and he if i if i see him slipping off i he'd come back and he wouldn't leave but Mm -hmm. anyway you know he didn't have a mouth like these dogs and uh you know he he was uh and and all curves got a little bit of this but you know he was he was just a dominant male and he, he had his way around here pretty much uh till I got other dogs, but you know, he he you couldn't throw him in a dog box with a couple others. Well, you can't any of these curves and ba- bounce them around mine. And part of it may be from killing so many coyotes. But, you know, I, I I couldn't he he wouldn't fight at the tree or fight when you're hunting or anything. None of them would, but but you just couldn't put uh, you know, three or four on in a dog box and Drive around a couple hours, they'd they'd be in a fight. So gotcha. it it was more inconvenient because mm-hmm. you can put them together, you have less room. But but I got one of those dog boxes that you put. uh Well, I had it in the front of my horse trailer too. But in, anyway, it's you know it stands up and and uh behind the back window like. Mm-hmm. One of the sleepers, and okay. anyway, I put them in, in their own dog box, and that way, if uh in anyhow, good. even if he kind of got good dogs, you can't, you know, like take a couple and go make a big circle and leave a couple in there together because they'll get bored and get in an argument <laughs> too. So, in, any, now, are anyway, your dogs that,
0: quirky in any other ways? Like I know a lot of cur dogs, just one person dogs or um well, just
1: weird yeah, things yeah yeah they they are in fact a lot of them uh you know uh uh most people call it shyness but robert he he calls it uh oh crap now i can't think of it but you know that they're uh uh skeptical uh mm-hmm. of, of uh people they don't know and uh stuff like that But but you know mine uh none of mine have been that way but i, I just you know f- uh, with the government i couldn't hunt with a lot of different people mm-hmm. and uh for for one thing and uh and i i couldn't hunt with friends on the weekends or nothing like that because you know they, they the guides and stuff would complain and claim i was guiding or that i use my information uh from my job to to catch lions with uh for fun so anyway i i've just never hunted with different guys and mm-hmm. and uh but i can't say you know i i know these dogs and and if you if you you know get them and put one in the pen for a year and and, uh, don't spend much time with them. Uh, and especially, you know, don't let other people spend a little bit of time with them. Uh, they, they very likely will be one man dogs. Yeah. Uh, I know,
0: uh, my one female, she's, she's very particular who she will go to. Um, she's a leopard cur, but, um, yeah. well, on paper, she's a hound, but <laughs> you look at her, she's a cur dog. Um, yeah but she's very particular who she goes to. And that's actually how I got her uh, friends of mine, a couple that owned her. She would go to the woman, but not to the the man. And, you know, one time he was trying to catch her out of a tree after a tree and a bear. And he's like, she just took a while for him to catch. And he got pretty aggravated. He's like, I can't hunt a dog that won't come to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I kind of understand that, but, uh, with these dogs i mean I, i've never had one uh really that was that that way uh, well i've had a couple that uh you know if you scold them or or right. uh lose your temper and uh throw them in the dog box or something uh, it'll take them a little while to get their feelings unhurt so you can Yep. Get your hands on them for a little bit, but they're, you know, that's that's usually when they're pups anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, any anyway, they they have a different temperament than yeah at least the a- average hound.
0: Uh, nah, that's kind of what my experience with most mountain curs has been. You know, y- you you got to be careful getting on them, is like the, like yeah. you said, they kind of just shut down.
1: Yeah, I had one uh a dog i called cougar he was a half brother to uh, striker and he he they were uh out of litter mates. uh they had different sires but anyway okay. uh that that dog he he uh he was a nice nice dog but he 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 didn't uh you know especially you know i hunted every day and they weren't around people and uh uh, anything like that and he he wouldn't let a stranger pick him up i i, I had a split race on a lion you know a, a 150 miles northwest of here and uh uh they him and the uh female i had uh went well say say north and the others kind of went uh east and uh mm. and uh those two dogs went the other way anyway i i uh stayed with those other dogs and and caught the lion and uh uh I didn't have you know uh telemetry in those days and uh he anyway uh neither one of them showed up and uh, uh i I waited that night Then i then I left and uh went home and and came back checked on them every day for two or three days and uh there there was a mine up in the mountains there and uh i got a call from the mine that she was up there and so i i, I went and got her and then uh i had to leave for uh two weeks anyway uh and one of the guys that worked for me was, was feeding the dogs and uh so anyway i call call him once twice a week to see everything is okay and and i never heard nothing more about cougar and and uh i figured you know he fell off a ledge and a lion got him mm-hmm. in it. Any, anyway uh uh he's feeding my dogs here and he said Well say the other day there's a uh one of your dog's loose and uh I, there wasn't any pens open and i don't remember feeding you know but i opened the pen and he went right in so i'm feeding this dog anyway it was him he he came all the way home, wow and uh you know it one of those things i that's crazy. You know, you put them in a dog box and haul them around. I drove, you know, out to the highway. I drove on Interstate 80 for 100 hundred miles per near and then turned north and, uh, you know, went up there. I didn't even know how how they could, you know, have to fight. How, I, how could I a dog good.
2: figure that out?
1: Yeah. Anyway, he was... He showed up there. He was skinny, but, you know, he, he wouldn't let anybody catch him or go into a mine like that. He was mm. probably with her when she when she did that. But Yeah. In, anyway, he decided I wasn't coming back. So He's going to come and home? He got me. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: You don't hear stories like that these days. Yeah. And granted, with GPS, it's not. It's a good thing because yeah. most of the time it's not needed, but. Yeah, even when dogs do get lost, you just don't tend to hear stories like that. Which if you know, talk I've talked to or heard from other old timers and they say like that homing ability that dogs used to have just doesn't seem to be there like it used to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and uh you know, they they uh you know, before uh you know, I mean uh before that, you know, people just give up on them and uh if if uh, uh you know if they if they didn't come back, you know, and i think uh uh now dogs don't don't uh really get that opportunity that often you know mm-hmm. uh, uh
2: but very interesting it, that's crazy,
0: now, yeah, what size do your dogs tend to run
1: well mine are 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 fairly big, you know and uh, and striker was big and uh all his well all those dogs were were big you know and and i'd say uh 50 60 pounds uh he he was uh really kind of big and had a big huge chest on him and and he he didn't appear to be very leggy because you know he was big all the way around sort of but uh you know he he weighed quite a bit and uh And he wasn't a super fast dog, but, uh, you know, he always got through and, uh, when the worse it got, the more ahead he got, but, uh, and, and don't get me wrong. I've had a lot of good dogs like him, never quite him, you know, and, and I, I, I wouldn't expect to ever have one like him again. I was blessed to have him, but, uh, uh, anyway, he, he, uh but like this striker too. And I, I don't know if you've seen any pictures of Tony's dogs, but, uh, he, he still weighs about that, but, but he's, you know, four or five inches taller. And he's, uh, you know, got a narrow chest and, and long legs anyway. Mm. And, uh, and talking about brindle dogs, I, I kind of got off that a little bit, but, uh, I, I, uh, I, I've always, uh, you know, I had that, uh, a dog called Rachel that uh, I I bred uh, Striker too, and and anyway, I've always had one Brendel dog in my pack pretty much. Uh, okay. Uh, through the years, and I've got one now that uh, uh, that's Brendel. He's out of one of those sisters. Him and this. Striker two, and the female i bred striker two uh anyway, he was the only dog that survived that litter, okay, and
0: uh you do get a little bit of color it's not just all yellow all the time,
1: <laughs> you know, and uh th- actually the uh those two females are you know uh striker two you know i i I kept four of those dogs out of uh, uh those two female daughters of striker that you know has done you uh they bear to uh too, a lot. Anyway, uh I had a really, really good lion dog here uh and uh called copper that was out of a dog called tigre that was a good lion dog anyway. Uh his grandmother was a Brindle dog and uh, anyway I uh well his mother was brindle also and i, I bred to her and she had uh, two brindles and uh, i kept a kind of a reddish one and, and and him and they were really nice built nice dogs but anyway uh when uh i got short on dogs and put off breeding that other one i i I bred him both to those sisters, and I got one brenda one out of him and uh she did she didn't have colostrum in her milk, and I found out too late uh and and the whole litter died but him Ooh. and uh yeah always so, the best luck yeah i <laughs> know i haven't i I really haven't my my brother and people that have bred him have you know nine ten eleven pups and they all survive but anyway i've had hard luck that way you know i had really good females that the brother to those or the sister to that brindle dog uh i was going to breed her to strike her and uh she just tipped over at four years old in in the pen i never really knew what happened to her but uh, another daughter, I called her Rachel as well, and uh, uh, she was a really good lying dog, but she never came in heat. Dang. That's a big loss. Yeah. So, anyway, that's why I kind of got down on uh, on dogs and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll never be too much down as long as I got, you know, semen. So
0: Yeah. Now, when... Did you get Striker? Like, how long ago was he alive?
1: Well, I I think I got him in '88 or '9. Gotcha. Uh, I think I got Rip in an '88 and him an in '89, but around in there anyway. Okay. And uh, uh, he, he see '89, '99. I think he died in two thousand.
0: Okay, that's awesome though that you have semen from him and that you're still being able to get pups off of him and now twenty years yeah. later. Twenty years after yeah. he's dead, so
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very cool.
1: I know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh you know, he even when I first did it, I just wondered, you know, uh I thought, man, how can this work? <laughs> and uh you know, and and uh I thought Anyway, when, when I got that first litter of five pups, I thought that ah, he'll live forever now, live as long as I do anyway. Yeah. Uh, so it is great. Definitely. That's the trouble, but that's why people don't breed good dogs. I mean, the trouble is they don't live as long as <laughs> you do. And, uh, but if they did, there wouldn't be many dogs around.
0: Exactly. Well, thank you for taking the time and telling me all this. Man, oh, I, I, I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah,
1: well, I'm sorry I got it all. Don't Over apologize the place. for kind, anything. Kind, I love the, like the old Wiley. stories
0: and all the history, and heck, yeah. I'd love to talk to you more just about some of the old stuff, like that you know, about Steve and Wiley, and you know, these guys that you knew that are, you know, just talk about that. But like I said, I knew I wanted to get into the, your cameras because that was the whole reason I called you because I didn't even know you knew all that those guys and so,
1: yeah, I've had a blessed life. Got to do what I love and love what I did, and uh, got to know some great people along the way. And uh, I don't mean to sound morbid, but it's not quite over yet.
0: Like I said, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me tonight, and you know, me springing this whole podcast thing on you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I appreciate it.
1: You bet. Thank you.
0: You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at tree talking media and until next time keep them talking in the timber